Blog Talk Radio. Man, 
already week five. The time goes by so quickly during the football season. I don't care what anybody says. All right. We will, um, of course, hopefully we'll have time to pick up on our conversation with the NBA, a little bit more um, updated information regarding Kyrie Irving and uh, to be or not to be vaccinated in the NBA. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, again, a jam-packed show for you, the listeners. All right? So we will go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, they will be celebrating birthday girls. All right? So hopefully it's some music that you will enjoy. All right? But don't go too far because after the first break, we will dive right into it. NFL Week 4 recap. This is the sports for the ladies. Dominate. In a row, getting on the roll there. It's LS Force 2 with Who TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
Tony Braxton for you there. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so we are going to go ahead and jump into the week four recap. Your girl is flying solo tonight, so I want to hear you on the timeline so I'm not talking by myself to myself all night long. What? (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and kick it off. It kicked off Thursday night football. I don't know about you guys, but there have been some great games on Thursday night. Even if you aren't excited about the teams that are slated to play, these games have been just outstanding. That's that's all I can say. I feel like a a broken record tonight. But, um, I mean, really, the lineup, it it can't give you – or you can't foresee how well the game is going to be. I mean, just you just can't. Because, really, going into the Thursday night game last week, did you really think that the Jaguars and Bengals game was going to be one to watch? Um, I was hoping that it was, just because we had the battles of the two overall number one draft picks, Trevor Lawrence from 2021, just uh, – I'm sorry um, – uh, how am I forgetting the man's name already? Trevor Lawrence and um, Burrow from Cincinnati. He was the 2020 number one overall pick. And so that was the the big hype in the matchup. And you're like, okay, but you know the Jaguars, having not won any games, they're what now on a 19-game uh, losing streak. But I'm telling you, when the lights shine brightest, you will find out who are the contenders and who are the pretenders. And I must say, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars showed up. So did uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a great game. Jaguars failed, though, eventually to the Bengals, 24-21. But it was a great game. Burrow was 25 of 32, 348 yards, two touchdowns, um, 17 of 20, 253 yards, and two touchdowns in the second half alone. Mixon, uh, he had 16 rushes for 67 yards and a touchdown. Boyd, nine receptions for 118 yards. Burrow, he has a um, 120-plus passer rating in all three wins this season. And back-to-back wins for the first time in his career. Uh, His first fourth-quarter comeback. Now, we know that Joe Burrow, um, this is his second season. And we know that he went out, I believe it was week five last year. So he's technically still in his rookie season if you want to put the two together. <laughs> but, you know, still a lot of firsts for Joe Burrow. But, again, just playing some just some phenomenal um, bet, f- football here. Uh, for Jacksonville, Lawrence, he was six, 17 of 24, 204 yards. He did have 36 rushing yards and a touchdown. Robinson, 18 rushes for 78 yards and two touchdowns. And Chenault, six receptions for 99 yards. But, again, Jacksonville failed. They are now 0-4. Trevor Lawrence, his fourth straight loss. And why is that important? Because it's If you compare it to his collegiate career, he only had two losses his whole career at Clemson. So hopefully this will, like I said, we talked about this a few weeks ago, won't get into his psyche. He just has to realize where he's at, what team he's on. It's a rebuilding um, organization. Let's just hope that he does not waste too many years in Jacksonville. But I think the key question, and we'll get to that a little bit later, how long will he have to be under the tutelage of one Urban Meyer? Because Urban is not doing the things necessary to keep his job. We'll talk about that 
in a little bit. All right. Shout out to, again, my Auntie Kim in the house, my Auntie Karen, of course, Brian in the house, Denise Green, holding down that timeline for timeline for, for your girl. Say that three times five. Mike Bird, what's going on? We need all TVs. You already know, Bird. <laughs> we already know if it's just me and you next week. <laughs> Burden now on the same page. Wherever we go, we have got to see all of the games, okay? We might be a fan of our teams, but we are football fans at the end of the day, and that means that if there are eight, nine, ten games on at one time, we want to be able to lay our eyes on all eight, nine, ten games. Call it crazy. Call it a football fan. We call it real talk, okay? <laughs> so shout out to you, Bird. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. All right, so let's get to the uh, 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Titans and the Jets. Who saw this coming? The Titans, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, still a little tentative. Don't know um, how his status is. We know that he was um, day-to-day coming into the game on Sunday, so uh, we'll have to see how he fares for next week, but um, just – who, who expected this, though, really? Jets pulled it out in overtime. That's why they say any given Sunday. You never know when it is your team's time to get off the snide. Okay. And the Jets, they got off the snide if it's only for one week. Hey, but we don't know. We still have, what, a lot of weeks to go. <laughs> 17 minus 4. You do the math. You already know. Okay, but the Jets took it in overtime, 27-24. Uh, Zach Wilson, 21 of 34, 297 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Carter, 13 rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. Crowder, seven receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. For Zach Wilson, this is his first career win as a starter. Tannehill, 30 of 49, 298 yards, a touchdown. Derrick Henry, 33 rushes for 157 yards and a touchdown. And McNichols, eight receptions for 74 yards. So Derrick Henry had 157 yards rushing, and they still lost any given Sunday. But now the Jets and the Falcons have to travel over the pond. They'll be in London. Good old, what is it? Bloody old. Good day. You already know what I'm trying to say. Hopefully, because I don't know. Cheerios, that's what I was trying to say. Cheerios in London. They will be playing this Sunday. But, yeah, shout out to the Jets for getting out for that that um, uh, winless snide. Okay, so I think there's now only one team left, which is Jacksonville, who um, who are still winless in the NFL. All right. Uh-oh, your girl's not alone. You are not alone. She is here with me. Waiting for waiting. Hey, Lou, are you there to talk sports with me? Yes, I am, TJ. I just was a little late. I'll never leave you alone. Cause I love you with all my bones. <laughs> a candle right there for you. Off the cuff, no rehearsal. The dynamic duo is in the house. Hey Lou, you did. Hey Lou, you did that. You wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what I'm 
I want to apologize for not texting you because I just got off a Zoom birthday party and I didn't realize it was after five. I said, I got to go, y'all. I got to go. But I, I kind of planned the party, so I had to kind of be there to the end. But it was a wonderful birthday party. But I was like, I got to go, y'all. My show. I got to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, you couldn't be up too early if you weren't playing today, Lou. So good job. Good job. Amen. <laughs> and you're never late. Always right on time. So, Mullen, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Thank you all so much. Y'all hit us up on the timeline. We are doing week four recap in the NFL. So, um, hey, Lou, can you believe it? The New York Jets beat the Tennessee Titans. What are we I couldn't believe that. Tia. It was a it was a lot of upsets this week. You know that a lot of them. Yeah, and, and, I'm telling you. In the way in the way those boys, uh, the way they held those Rams, I was shocked. You know what I mean? What? Hey, Lou. Yes, we we are talk. We we have got to talk about that. You know that is our division. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, but, but we are going to get to all of that. But I mean, you are so right. That was. So many great games, upsets. Um, I don't want to say domination. There were really no like no blowout, but I mean there are some teams that they are just putting their name on the map. It's like you know, it's like we are here and we are not going anywhere. Uh, Joe Mullen says forty nine and recap. No, can't do that. Can't do that. Even in a loss, we still must dissect why did we lose the game. So we're gonna talk about it. You know, we have to talk about it because. We lost to the Seahawks. You know, Aunt Lou was not going to let us just uh, <laughs> skip over that. Come on now, Joe. You already know. I know you're trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so, yeah, so the Jets, they pulled it out in overtime uh, against the Titans. All right, then we have the Chiefs at the Eagles. I think this one was pretty um, pretty much expected. Beat the Eagles 42-30. Mahomes, 24-30, 278 yards. Five, count them, five on it, touchdowns and an interception. Um, Edward Hilaire had 102 yards off of 14 rushes. Kelsey only had 23 yards and four receptions. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 186 for him. I'm sorry, total yards and three touchdowns. So, please try to get off of that losing side there. Um, Andy Reid, he is now the first head coach in NFL history to record 100-plus wins with multiple teams. We know he did it with the Eagles in his tenure there, and he has now accomplished that with the Chiefs. Um, this, uh, great coaching. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing you can take from Andy Reid uh, and, and what he brings to an organization. Um, and, Lou, any uh, – no surprises here, though, with, with the Chiefs-Eagles game, would you say? No, because we, we, we predicted that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like they got to, they got to start performing like they, like the the winners, and the champions they are. Even you know what I mean? Yes, it's time. Yes, if, if they want to still be, you know, up there, spoken about in the top tier, you know, of of, of NFL royalty for now. Um, now, are yeah. they in third place now? Because I think they was in fourth place for a minute. So did they go to third place? I don't think they moved to second yet, right? In their division? No, no, they are still in fourth. Um, now the Chargers, remember, okay, so the Chargers are four. Uh, Ooh, Chargers, yeah, that was a great game. They have one loss. Because they beat Broncos and then the Chiefs still. Yeah, okay. so Chiefs still in fourth. Two at a two and two record. So, 
The uh, Chargers gonna make it hard. And Raiders too. I I, I don't think this Chargers or the Raiders are gonna make it easy for her for the season. Uh, no, yeah. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come out fighting with everything they got because like I said, those Raiders they was trying to come back for a minute. They came within seven, but then the the, the those then our boys pulled away from them because I think you and I were the only two that that picked them. But I just yeah. I just feel like they they gonna do it at home. Some people lose it at home, but I just feel like they are gonna do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Um. Wait. Now, who you talking about? The Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you see, well, well, we'll definitely talk about when we get to that game. Um. But Chargers, I was thinking it might be a letdown since they did beat the Chiefs. You know, kind of get, like we talked about, big brother, little brother. So I didn't know if they were going to come in with that same intensity. You know, come against the Raiders, but they have silenced all doubters. A uh, shout out to everybody tuning in on the timeline, Facebook. I know, Bird, breakfast Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on Memorial Terrace. They will be open uh, because the Falcons and the Jets are be, they are in London. And I believe it's at 9.30. So Memorial Drive, they will be open at 9. Uh, I'll see y'all at 4 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the week four recap. Panthers, Cowboys, 8.36. Prescott, 14 of 22, 188 yards. Count him. He had four touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, is he back? I think he might be. 20 rushes, 143 yards, and a touchdown. So they didn't even have to go to um, to the main man. Um, it's going to come to me. Uh, but Schultz with six receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, number 88 for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, it's going uh, to... I was taking a rug, but that's the race. But it'll come to me. But for uh, Carolina, Darnold, 26 of 39, he had 301 yards, two touchdowns, did have two interceptions, covered 13 rushes for 57 yards and more, eight receptions, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. But the Dallas Cowboys, hey, Lou, are they for real? They are for real, girl. They ain't playing, you know what I mean? They are for real. For real. Talk about the accident waiting to happen. I'm really waiting for the accident to happen because I I just don't see it. Um, again, with the hard knock um, prequel to the season, didn't really see a lot that kind of inspired me to have high hopes for the Dallas Cowboys. But maybe that was their plan all along. We are not going to give too much information. We're not going to put too much out there that we know what we're working with. Uh, pretty much, I guess, keep everything in-house because the Dallas Cowboys are playing some solid uh, fundamental football right now, and it's kind of scary. Um, and I'm really hating it because I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I am a hater. I'm not ashamed to admit it when it's, you know, when it's real. You just have to be, you know, you have to purge. You have to, that's, you know, part of being, um, you know, dealing with your emotions there. You know, you just have to be honest. And, uh, yeah, I'm really hating that the Cowboys are um, going and proving right now. It's only week four. So, uh-huh. you know, we do know how things, you know, with um, with the crash and burn. Uh, so, you know, in the back of my head, back of my heart, that's what I'm hoping for. Not not due to injury or anything. Uh, Dak Prescott. Looks like he is picking up right where he left off before that horrific injury last year. And, um, yeah, and Lou, Cowboys are, they're in the mix. They are. 
I hate to say it, but but they are. And I tip my hat because some of my, you know, some of my dearest friends are Cowboys fans. I just love being able to rib them like they love to do it to me when the 49ers aren't doing good. Uh, and there's nothing really I can say. So since I can't have anything bad to say, I'm not going to say anything else at all about the Cowboys. <laughs> all right, now don't call them cowgirls tonight. Don't do it, TJ. Don't I, I do can't. it. I, I can't even disrespect them like that. You know, I, I we always talk about, uh, you know, being realistic and, Realistically, I, I can't do it. So, Cowboys, 36, Panthers, 28. But at the end of the, when I do the recap, it's going to be some some, some slight minors how we go about our picks. So, I'm telling you, we, we're just going to have a little little minor um, adjustment that will be uh, available to the ladies for, for picks. Uh, let's see, shout out to DJ King Arthur. I think he's in the house. Nate, thank you so much for tuning in. And Karen says, it's okay. I hate the Bears. <laughs> but and Karen, that's slightly different. <laughs> that's some uh, pure uh, animosity going on right there. But we'll get to it. All right, 347-866-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight, the dynamic duo in the house, Aunt Lou and TJ. Uh, let's see, Michael A. says, sadly, some of my closest friends and two of my sisters are Cowboys fans, too. Misguided souls, they are. Yes, yeah, misguided they are, Michael A., but they are guided right now in the winning column. So we Joe <laughs> 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 says, it's coming, it's coming for the Cowgirls and Raiders. Okay, talk about it now. You know, I've seen a Jimmy going down ain't good, damn. Hey, but as we said, we wanted a backup quarterback that could come in and kind of, you know, at least not keep us in the hole. But we'll get to it. We'll get to the, the 49ers Seahawks game here in a minute. All right, let's keep up with the week four recap. Another one, ain't Lou? Giants, Saints, overtime. Yes, we yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that one, girl. The Saints. <laughs> We voting on the Saints, and they just ain't. You know, and even Janelle's voting on the Saints, and we lose it. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said it first because I'm telling you, I believe I believe there's something in the air. But the Giants, they pulled it out. Uh, Jones, uh, Danny Dimes, 28 of 40, 402 yards for the game, two touchdowns, did have an interception. Saquon Barkley, 13 rushes for 52 yards. He had a touchdown. Galladay, 116 yards off of six receptions. Jameis Winston, 17 of 23, 226 yards, a touchdown. Didn't have an interception, so that's a highlight for Jameis. Kamara, 120 yards off of 26 rushes, and Harris, 52 yards off of five receptions. But ain't Lou, I think he hit the nail on the head. Anytime Janelle roots for the Saints, they lose. Come on now. And they lost, too. You think it's. Um, Jedi mind trick? Hmm? Do you think it's Jedi mind trick? Think that's what I don't doing? know. I, I just I just think the Saints, I mean, they're just not being consistent. And, and, but I think that they have the talent there. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, but it's just like, what are y'all doing? You know, it's like these are games that y'all don't need to be trying to be losing right now. For the simple fact that, uh, you know, uh, you need to have some wins under your belt when it's time for them to start, you know, as we get closer to the end. You know what I mean? Yes. See so, so we'll make it, you know. So I'm like, right. what's going on with y'all? And it's like uh, the more you lose in these ones that you should win, 
You're going to find yourself on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Thank you, because cause if you're losing to these guys, and what you going to do with the ones that's, that's actually in your division? You know what I mean? That's true. That's true, because we all know how those divisional games go. But let's let's tip our hats to the Giants. I mean, they have been pretty much in every game. They've lost some very close games this season. So it's not like the Giants are a bad team. Um, they definitely have the talent. Saquon Barkley is back. They went and picked up Galladay in the offseason. Uh, so he's a, he's a good number one receiver for Danny Dimes. Uh, Jones has been actually playing a little bit more consistent um, in a positive way. You know, kind of last year they were kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this penalties and dumb mistakes. So now, like I said, they've, they've been in pretty much every game that they that they have lost. Look at how they – so, uh-huh. um, I mean, any given – I mean, they're really – Outside of Jacksonville, and I mean Jacksonville, they have Trevor Lawrence, but their and their defense is it's solid. It's, it's not good, it's not bad, but it's solid. But outside of Jacksonville, I mean, they're pretty much not a bad team in the league. If you really think about it, if you sit and just really think about it, Jacksonville mm-hmm. is probably the only questionable team. Be like, okay, yeah, that's, you're probably that's a win for you. So until mm-hmm. They get in a mindset or different coaching, whichever one comes first. All these, all these games, uh, games are really a, a toss-up. And this was the same uh, home opener, too. They were back, you know, finally in the Dome in New Orleans. So just really thought that this was, you know, going to be a win for them. But, hey, any given Sunday, like we always say. Uh, King Arthur says, Zion. Joe says, that sounds like Madden 22 stats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, 402 yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Uh, let's see. King Arthur says, please keep pulling for them. I love it when they lose. Well, all my family are Saints fans, so I can't, I can't say that I agree with you there, King Arthur. <laughs> all right. Let's keep on with the rundown here. Browns, Vikings, Browns put it out 14-7. This was kind of a stalemate game um, up until probably the third, third, end of the third, fourth quarter. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, only 155, uh, only 155 yards. I'm sorry, 15 of 33. Uh, Tub had 21 rushes, 400 yards. Higgins four receptions, three yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And Cook had only 34 yards off of nine rushes. Uh, the Lions and the Bears. Bears took care of business here, beating the Lions 24-14. This was Justin Fields' first career start, and I would say he fared very well. 11 of 17. 11 of 17. 209 yards, but he did have an interception. Montgomery, 106 yards off of 23 rushes and two touchdowns. Williams had a touchdown, um, 55 yards off of eight rushes. And as I said, this was Justin Fields' first uh, win as a starter and his first career start. Detroit, um, again, another one of those teams that they have been in every game that they've played. They just coming up on the losing end. Um, we said it, kind of talked about it last week. No one wants to say that a team is cursed, but I'm going to say the team is just, uh, they're not. You think the, who you think, the Bears? Not the Bears. Uh, the Lions. The, other, the Lions. Yeah. Because we went with the Bears, but the Bears lost it, didn't they? No, 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 the Bears won. Bears won, 24-14. Okay, 24, okay, all right. All right, so you saying, uh, yeah, you were saying that last week too, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the lions, they might not be cursed, but they are definitely not highly favored. Hello. I'm just going to say that. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So hopefully well, they'll... Well, if they ain't highly favored, you know what I mean. What, say that again? It's obvious they ain't highly favored with the way they losing. <laughs> right. Girl. Hard. Y'all told me that curse is, is a harsh word, so I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from curse, but... If it's if it's walks like a fucking yeah, of course thank you so much for the show tonight. Thank y'all all so much for tuning in. All right, let's see, getting on with it. Oh, well, I I take that back. I'm telling you, you always have to revisit the statement. The Texans might be in the category with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but at least the Texans have won. You know, they're they're not a winless. But they were uh, the big goose egg on Sunday because they fell to the bell to the Bills zero to forty. Oh yes. Buffalo Bills, this is what taking care of business means. When you are, when you beat the teams you're supposed to, and you know you're supposed to beat them, leave no doubt. Uh-huh. In the words of uh, Remember the Titans, remember when they played the Buffalo Bills. That's what Buffalo did. They beat them down 40 to 0. Uh, Josh Allen, 20 of 29, 248 yards, touchdowns, and an interception, 79 yards, and um, did. Seven receptions for 114 yards. Uh, Buffalo, they are not playing around. And you know how sometimes a team can, they can kind of overlook the team that they are currently playing because they might have a big game ahead of them the following week. Buffalo is having none of that. It is a week-by-week basis. They are taking care of business. I think they knew it was a fluke. They should not have lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. And they are not taking anything for granted, I believe. Um, so, again, this was a statement game to me, the fact that they dominated the way that they did, because they should have. And I think that's the, that's the sign of a team that is very focused. Um, would you agree with that, Sentiment Angel? Yes, ma'am, I really I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no surprise there. Um, Bill taking care of business, beating of the Texans, 42-0. All right, then we had the Colts and the Dolphins. This one was a toss-up for me. I honestly thought I had picked the Colts. Then I saw the, the uh, that dog on it. I went with the Dolphins. What was I thinking? But I know what I was thinking. Carson Wentz for the Colts, too inconsistent. Didn't know if he would make it through the whole game. And I thought that the Dolphins being at home, that would give them a little home field advantage. But we were wrong. Colts beat down on the Dolphins, 27, well, not a beat down, but they won, 27-17. Wentz was 24-32, 228 yards, two touchdowns. Taylor, 103 yards off of 16 rushes and a touchdown. And Pittman, six receptions for 59 yards. Tua, Tagalavoya, he is still out for the Dolphins. So, Jacoby Brissett, he was in, 20-30, of 199 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Brown had 23 yards off of eight rushes, and Gusecki, um five receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So, again, these, this, another, this was a toss-up game, I honestly think, it was for me, because, again, you just should know who's going to show up, who is going to make it throughout through the whole game, and um, who was going to be bringing what. But, again, Colts, they took care of business, beating the Dolphins 20-team. Let's talk about it. Well, I tell you what, actually, that. Um, this will be a good time to go to break because right. these next games, they're going to be kind of in-depth, and we're going to talk about them in-depth. So we're going to go 
ahead and jump to a quick break. And then on the outside of that, uh, pick up week four NFL recap. But you know what time it is right now. It is roll call time. Hey, Lou, what say you? Hey, Lou say she's here, present, and accounted for. What? Oh, that Mark, all of you above. It's the dynamic duo in the house tonight. It is today. Ain't cool. And we are ready to support all to fight. It's the latest support. Hello, of course. We'll be right back.
Oh, it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with PJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And it is the dynamic duo in the house, 8 Lou, TJ. What a tandem for you tonight. All right. Yes, y'all make sure you uh, hit up uh, King Arthur, the 247mixing.com. All right. One of the baddest DJs in the land, especially in the ATL. Love you. Any 49 fan. What could be better than that? All right, so let's go ahead into it. That we're on Sunday. Ain't Lou Cardinals Rams Cardinals thirty-seven Rams twenty Murray. He was twenty-four of thirty-two, two hundred and sixty-eight yards, two touchdowns. Edmonds twelve rushes, one hundred and twenty yards. Connor eighteen rushes for fifty yards and two touchdowns. Green, talk about it. Um, not any green, but yes, the the resounding comeback of A.J. Green, five receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. If you thought he had went away, oh, no, he's back. Murray was 0-4 versus the Ram in his career. He had 120.3 passer rating. And the Cardinals have now won four straight games for the first time since 2015. That season they finished 13-3. and For the Rams, Stafford was 26 of 41, 280 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Henderson, 14 rushes for 89 yards. Jefferson, six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. And Cooper Cup, five receptions, four 64 yards. Ain't Lou, what would you say this was? Good um, good Cardinals or bad Rams? I think it was bad Rams and good Cardinals. I think it was both. Okay. Because the Rams didn't do what they needed to do. You know, the Cardinals, but the Cardinals played and held them, held them. You know what I mean? They, 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 wasn't, they wasn't playing. Because, you know, the Rams, we just knew that they was going to pull that one off. But see, those Cardinals, Tina, they, I think they holding back. Them rascals are better than we think. You hear me? You think they're holding back? No, I, I think that they be holding back sometimes because, you know, they be looking like they don't know where they're going sometimes. But it's like they just been so victorious. But um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think maybe they amaze themselves when they play. You know what I mean? Because it's just like um, – they just, I mean, they, they got more in talent than we realize. They bad. The boys are bad. I got, you know, I'm starting to, I kind of have to start banking on them more often than not. Come on now. And you know, you, I'm telling you, Angelo, this is this is uh, planting seeds. This is what planting seeds look like. Because ever since the Cardinals got Kyler Murray, they have been putting pieces in place. And I think uh-huh. now we are seeing the the. Uh, it's not a finished product. They are baking, okay? The cake is in the oven, and they are about to be a, 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 a prize-winning um, contest. I'm, I don't even know how to put it. But the Cardinals are for real, and I think this is a statement game for the Cardinals. I think they have been um, underrated. Uh-huh. I think they have overlooked. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they are tired of being both. <laughs> so uh-huh. what better way to make a statement, two teams entering in 3-0, and and they're like, we are going to put our stamp on the NFL today. They went into SoFi Stadium, took care of business soundly. The Cardinals mm-hmm. were winning this game 
from beginning to end. I mean, the Rams, I, I, so that's why I say I think that it was better Cardinals because I don't know if the Rams might have taken them lightly. I don't know how you would do that with a 3-0 and divisional matchup coming into, into your stadium. Um, but Cardinals dominated from the whistle. And they are they are a force to be reckoned with. I'm You're right. <laughs> you are so right. I'm telling you, Angelo. Both of these teams in our division, um, you know, all of them. Are all of them. Are bad. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a slight. It's gonna be two of us probably going, but it's they gonna we gonna fight to the end. Oh you know my what I mean? goodness! This is going to be a, a battle. A battle. For uh-huh. who are, it is going to be a battle. But the Cardinals, I'm I'm just impressed. Uh, I'm impressed with how they went in and, like I said, dominated from the first nap. Rams, they got hit with an uppercut and pretty much should have just, just laid on down on, on the canvas. I don't Ooh. know. But, um, I, I, yeah, Cardinals, they're the truth. They're the truth. And um, they, they, they announced it on, on Sunday. So um, we, we will – I, because they're in my division, I hate to say this, but they're going to be fun to watch. They, they really, really are. are. Yeah, they are. and you know, like yeah. you said, Angelo, this is going to be a fun division to watch just to see who they will come out of it. It really is. Um, I just, I, I hate to be Betty Boo, but uh, or whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm. <laughs> Not as confident week four as I was week. Put a pin in. Yeah, out. that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at and I'm looking like because we was down there at the bottom and so we moved up to third place after beating you guys. But it's like nobody in our division and that in what is that NFC West? I ain't nobody. You know, all those teams are good, but it's just like who wants to be the top two? Because the top two yeah. is going. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. wants it? That's that's what it is. Who wants it more this season? Mm-hmm. But. In- you know, you you cannot you can't predict, you can't foresee injuries, and it's just a matter of can your team overcome, and how many injuries do you have to overcome? That's really what each week is coming down to. And for my Forty Nine ers, but like I said, we'll we'll get to our game here in a little bit. So Steelers, they fell to the Packers, seventeen twenty seven. Don't think this was a surprise here. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they are just in a downward spiral. A lot of energy, um, a lot of injuries, though, on that defensive side of the ball. That is really hindering um, the, the Steelers, along with the immobile play, it looks like, from Big Ben Roethlisberger. How long uh-huh. are the Steelers willing to hang in there with Big Ben? I think that, that's another question um, that will have to be answered. But Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 36, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Dylan, 15 rushes and 81 yards. Devontae Adams, he had a pretty pedestrian day on Sunday, 54 yards off of six receptions. Roethlisberger, 26-40, 232 yards, touchdown and an interception. Najee Harris, only 62 yards, did have a touchdown off of 15 rushes. And Johnson, uh, 92 yards off of nine receptions and a touchdown. But the Packers, they are showing and proving that week one was a fluke for them. They have now been on a four-game uh, or three-game winning streak. And Packers look like, um, you know, they're trying to to be on a mission. Um, Aaron Rodgers is showing that the MVP status that he currently holds, being the MVP winner of last season, come get it from me. Somebody come take it. 
that's that's how he's playing uh, these last three games. So, but um, I mean, hey Lou, do do you see any ray of hope for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I, I don't see it, but, you know, anything is possible, I guess, if they can acquire somebody or some of these guys can come back from the injuries. I don't know. But I just think that they are the injuries, their injuries, are so, you know, they, because they happen so early, it's going to be hard for them the whole year. You know? They're going to always and, be behind. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? No, go ahead. Yeah, I, think they, I think they're going to always be behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So. Okay. Um, this is a division that you really can't play around with either uh, because all the other teams are doing well. The Browns, the Bengals, um, and uh, who else? Oh, Ravens. So, you know, it's, it's like you can't, you can't fall too far behind if everybody else in your division is doing well. Because then that's, that's going to eliminate you. You know, you might be eliminated by week eight or nine. You know, depending on how well your division is doing. What's going on, Michael? Um, Michael A. I see you in the house. Melvin, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Kenny Cage, what's going on, my brother from another mother? Yeah, um, King Arthur says no problem, but we'll get to it. Don't go anywhere, DJ King Arthur. We are going to get to our game here in a bit. All right, so let's keep on moving with the Week Four recap. Ravens over the Broncos. This one was a toss-up for me too, ain't Lou? I don't know about you, but the Broncos—they have really been playing well. And Ravens, we, you know, on the on the road, they tend to be a little inconsistent. Plus the health of uh, Lamar Jackson, they were saying that he was having some back issues um, going into this game. And they also had a lot of players coming, well, three players coming off of COVID, returning and all that, also playing in Denver. We know how that mile high is a real thing, that altitude. Um, it can really mess with players when they go and play in Denver. But Ravens took care of business, beating the Broncos 23-7. to Jackson did play. He was 22 of 37, 316 yards, touchdown. Murray, 59 yards off of 18 rushes and a touchdown. Brown, four receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. For the Broncos, though, Teddy Bridgewater, he did go out. Um, he had to be, he was removed uh, due to concussion protocol. So looking like everything is good with him. He should be returning back, to, but we know how concussions can be. So uh, Drew Locke had to come in. He was only 12 of 21, 113 yards. An interception, Gordon, nine rushes for 56 yards. I wonder how much um, Melvin Gordon regrets leaving San Diego. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Leaving y'all. Say that again, Lou? You say, wonder why why does he regret leaving you guys? No, he left um, the Los Angeles Chargers. He was in search of greener pastures. Yeah, more money. And um, I, I'm I'm wondering if the money is is, is still as important um, for for him because the charges are they're really doing some things. But then you wonder, you know, maybe it's that I, I hate to say that you know getting rid of a player or having a player move on to see what else they have and and progress. But you always I always wonder in the back of back of their minds how much they regret leaving a team because of money, and then that team seems to flourish once they're gone. But, yeah, Melvin Gordon, he's, you know, he's been okay with the Denver Broncos, but he's not a household name as he was with um, with the Chargers. So, like I said, I'm just curious to wonder how, how he feels about that. But, um, but again, 
the Broncos, they did fall to the Ravens, 23-7. to All right, then we had the Sunday night football game. Talk about uh, an edge-of-your-seat game. Who thought that this game would be this close? Let's keep it real. Bucks beat the Patriots 19-17 on a controversial or questionable call by Bill Belichick. So let's go ahead and go through the stats here real quick. Tom Brady, 22 of 43, 269 yards. Fournette, 20 rushes, 91 yards. Evans, seven receptions. Uh, Mike Evans, seven receptions for 75 yards. Uh, Robert Jones, the second, six rushes for 25 yards and a touchdown. For the Patriots, Jones, uh, Max Jones, he had his coming out party. You want to talk about Tom Brady. You want to talk about Belichick. You want to talk about the return of Brady, the return of Gronkowski. Max Jones said, hey, don't forget about me over here, and he had a great game. 31 of 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Aguilar, uh, he had one rush of four yards. Myers, eight receptions for 70 yards. And Bourne, Kendrick Bourne, five receptions for 58 yards. But a high a high um, stat for Matt Jones, 19 consecutive fire rookie uh, quarterback in the last 30 seasons. And the Patriots, they have now lost their first three home games for the first time under head coach Bill Belichick. For the Bucks, Tom Brady, he is now the fourth quarterback in NFL history to defeat all 32 NFL franchises. He joins Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre. And for Brady, he set the NFL all-time passing yards record week four with 80,550 passing yards. Passing Drew Brees is uh, old record of 80,358. So, Lou, let's dissect this game. Um, Bill Belichick could have went for it on fourth and three to try to give them a little bit more, um, gain a little bit more yards so that it didn't have to be a 51-yard field goal uh, to try to win the game. Hindsight is 20-20, but, uh, I mean, do you think that that could have played um, played a played a part in it, and you think that they should have went for it on fourth and three? I that was that was a good game. I I I, um, I think they should have. I think they should have, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But it was just so close. So Brady barely pulled it off. But I'm gonna tell you that quarterback. That boy is bad because for him to stand up to the goat like he did. Oh, girl, I'm looking forward to him. I'm just, he just look like a normal person, just a, just a little normal little kid. But he was right there. I mean, they, they gave Brady so much respect at the end because, you know, that was his team and stuff. And he was focused. Brady was focused. He just never seemed like he's worried. But I'm just saying that was a close one. You know what I mean? It and was. It could have went either way. But, but I just want to say that young boy, I was so proud of him. I really was. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, Fred, for, and you know how each side, you know, they how they have to play down, you know, the headlines and the storylines and everybody coming to this game. It's just another game. You know, we're going to go in with our game plan, yada, yada, yada. But every at the end of the day, they're human. And I think we saw the, I don't know if it was anxiousness, exhilaration, with Tom Brady coming back for the first time after 20 years being with the Patriots. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, ain't Lou, but it seemed like he was off that first half. Passes were high. Passes were wide. Um, Mm -hmm. 
a lot of a lot of um, his, his, you know, um, players though dropping passes. Antonio Brown dropping some key passes. But you know, how surprised were you? Um, one that the game was so close, and then two, how often Jason did look in the first half. Tom Brady. He didn't look like the the goat, you know, like this man that just knows what he's doing and stuff. And he, you know, we don't know what could have been going through his mind or whatever. And then they they kind of, you know, because they play with him so much, then you know they gonna know how to trap him where someone else would, you know what I mean? But he didn't he didn't look that great. But uh, but but he but he just he never you never look, see him losing his composure. You know what I mean? He right. just he weathered the storm until the until those seconds run out. I see that one. <laughs> Got to give it to the boy. He's a goat. He's the best. He is awesome. But uh, I just want to know that I just want to say that they but they did rally his rally his chain. They rallied the team. Period. You know what I mean? And These boys talk about um, you know who made who better. Tom Brady making Bill Belichick or vice versa. I think Bill Belichick reminded everyone why he is the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, the defense rattled Tom Brady. They really did. I think Bill Belichick was able to throw different looks at Tom Brady. He is, you know, Brady's one of the best um, up there with Peyton Manning, I think, that can dissect. And, I mean, they were switching it up, rushing three, pulling back four, uh, the, the safety. The, I mean, the defense. They did their job on Sunday night. Pouring down rain, um, you know, it, it was like all the elements were there to have a, just a great, um, a, another classic. And I think that's, that's definitely what it was. It was another instant classic. Uh, I was mm-hmm. just shocked, though, with uh, the, the tightness of the game and mm-hmm. also how the tightness of Tom Brady. He just looked just a little, little discombobulated there. Um, but, again, hats off to Mac Jones. He showed that, yes, I'm here, I belong, and I am the future of the New England Patriots. And that Come has satisfying and rewarding for Bill Belichick. You know, you lose the game, but I think I think everyone won here. My brother always says there are no more victories in football. And there aren't. You know, a win is a win. A loss is still going to be in your column. But to right. see the talent um, and what you have going forward and what you mm-hmm. be working with, mm-hmm. that boy that, is that bad. Yeah, that that had to be, uh, you know, positive for 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 the uh, for Tom. I'm sorry for Bill Belichick, but it was a great game, though. It really was. Really? And you think about it, um, even say like they would have gotten a little bit closer. I, I'm curious though why Bill Belichick decided not to go for it on fourth and three. Um, I uh-huh. really think they could have gotten it, um, and uh-huh. I do believe you know you get a little bit closer, and it, it that was, was that not the loudest. Boink in the world when that ball bounced off that. <laughs> it was, CJ. Uh, you sighed, look, with it hit and stuff, but it was loud. I was like, are you serious? Like, was it because of the rain or what? Like, you have a microphone right there? I don't know. That was the loudest voice <laughs> in the world. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it was It was barely short. So, you know, you get five more, five more yards, that's a field goal. Uh-huh. But then... There would have been a lot of time left for Tom Brady. And we know if anybody can come back, it's him, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Come on, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. but it was. It was a <laughs> game. It, it was. So, shout out to the Bucks and the Patriots for giving us another uh, just outstanding Sunday night football game. The dynamic, dynamic duo in the house, St. Louis and T.J. 
Monday Night Football did not disappoint. Chargers, Raiders, are the Chargers showing us and telling us, hey, it might be a new sheriff in town in this AFC West division. Chargers 28, Raiders 14. Chargers scored the 28 points, though, in the first half. Raiders looked like they were going to have a comeback in that first, like in that third quarter. But they shot off 15 points like it wasn't nothing. But then Chargers snapped down on that defense, and it was like, okay, hold on, Kimo Sabi. They didn't seem worried, TJ, at all. They didn't seem worried. You know, when she was coming back, I was concerned because I'm like, shoot. We did. We we did, we pulling for these guys, but they they just didn't seem worried, and they and they came and they did what they had to do. Yeah, yeah. I was I was shocked at the um uh I don't want to say incompetence, but I, the lack of ball movement, um, just the lack of exactly how I want to say it. But the Raiders they just looked so anemic in the first half, and I'm like, okay, Raiders. And the, the shout out to the Raiders Nation. That felt like a home game for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know how uh, the Chargers felt, but I mean it was loud in there with the Raiders fans. That was like a home. It game. was because I thought it, I thought that it was it was the Raiders home game, and then I had to look over. Oh. I said, No, it's not. These are the Chargers. The Chargers. What was happening with the Charger fans? They were they were out noise. I'm just gonna say that if they were there, you. But they came they came along in, in the fourth quarter though. They really did. But the Raiders mm-hmm. fans. They were deep. But, yeah, it's just like the Raiders couldn't get any offense. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I was like, come on, Raiders. Now, here we go. That's what I was saying in my mind. Okay, here we go. We thought the Raiders were, were contenders, but now they're showing us. But like I said, they came out in that third quarter, shot out those two 14 uh, points, and uh, those two mm-hmm. touchdowns. And I was like, okay, here we go. We got us a game. But Chargers kept their foot on the pedal. Herbert, he's 35 38. 222 yards, three touchdowns. Eckler, 117 yards. A touchdown off of Kevin Rudd had three receptions for 60 yards, and their tight end Waller, four receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. But ain't Lou, um, Los Angeles Chargers, um, forced to be reckoned with. Would you agree? Yes, they are. They really are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, and they are, you know, Oh, Lord, have mercy, the division. you just looking at them, it's like, oh, my goodness, these boys, are, they ain't playing. And, and it's like they came out of nowhere, TJ, because the Rams were, last year they was iffy, you know, back and forth, so, you know, they weren't consistent. But it's like, but but the year before that they was looking kind of good, but then the Rams, you know, pulled, uh, pulled away and started looking better. But it's like they just stepping it up. like They're doing like the uh, Cardinals to me. That's what they yeah. remind me of. And you know what? Yeah. I was talking. Uh, I, w- I was talking to uh, one of my best friends about this at 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 the uh, sports bar. This is how important coaching is, because think mm-hmm. about it. These are the games that the Chargers were losing last year and the and year before, but definitely last year. The Chargers were in a lot of their games, but they couldn't finish, and that's how mm-hmm. they were losing the majority of their games last year. They would be in it, but they could not push it all the way through the end. And these are the games that they are winning now, the close games, and the games where they need to make statements. They are speaking loud and clear. The L.A. Chargers are here, and you will have to deal with us. But, Come on um, now. I, I, and it's just, it's, it's coaching. You know, it, I, I firmly believe that coaching and um, playing, the, the players and the coaches, they get paid for Saturday through, uh, m- uh, no, what is it, Monday through Saturday. 
and mm-hmm. Sunday is the, it, you know, it's, it's just what all you've accomplished during that time. If you're doing good in practice, if you're focused in practice, if you're, you know, if you're doing what needs to be done, it's going to relay on Sunday. And again, this is what they're doing. All right, I think we have somebody that wants to talk to us if they press. There we go. Hold on, y'all. All right, Dale, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Come on, talk about those players. Hey, Okay, uh yeah, uh Raiders played Raiders played a flat game. Uh the Chargers I I think the the uh weather delay had something to do with us coming out flat. I mean we came out flat as a nickel. Uh but then uh I think for the Chargers to be pretty high but I mean heated because uh one thing they have some big old receivers. You yes. I mean <laughs> I mean, you got six, you got six four, you got six five, then you got a six, six eight tight end. Eight. And our faces, our faces, I mean, not faces, our cornerbacks not even six foot tall. So, you know, I, uh, for the passing game, I have to say, uh, the quarterback is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He just don't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running game, the running game is pretty good, but they mix it up with passing because the real running back they have, he can do both. He can run and he can uh, pitch coming out of the backfield. But okay. then they got they got uh, tight end Cook that played with the Saints last year. And uh, also play with us. So he, he, one thing about things like that, when you get guys like that, they kind of know your system. They kind of help the other team out. You know, they kind of know the, sort of know the plays. I don't care how you twist them. A lot of plays don't change. Maybe the name changes, and that's about it. So, mm. you know, I, I had to give them credit. They came out and they played a great game. We was we like I say we were flat, but we played the last game of the season in the valley, so they have to come to Vegas. Yeah, and uh, yep. they... also one more thing on the say. Uh-huh. what you were talking about the fans. This is this is uh, I had some uh, some members of my club. They was in. They went to the game in Los Angeles, and uh, they was out there for three days. And they was talking about how the radio fans were. And, but also a radio station out there had a advertisement that they was paying fans $100 to wear Chargers gear. And they was giving out shirts. <laughs> what? Because of the, yes. Wow. So, so yes, the Raiders, Raiders uh Invaded. They, uh, uh, you have a lot of radio friends in Los Angeles and nearby. Right. Just coming from uh, Oakland, you know, it's just a skip and a house. Exactly. So, yeah, they, 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 they would come in and invade. Yeah, they would come in and invade. But we'll see what they do when they come to Vegas. We'll see. I, okay. uh, you know, our division 
it's pretty tight right now. You got you still got Kansas City at the bottom with two losses. Everybody, mm-hmm. uh, everybody else got everybody else got one loss. Right. So you know it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, it definitely is. It is definitely gonna be interesting to see. Y'all gonna make it interesting, but like you said, they have to come to they have to come to Vegas at the end of the year. So we'll we'll see. But the main game, thing about us right now. Uh, the main thing that I see with us right now, we gotta we gotta uh, get some depth on our offensive line. Cause we playing with guys yep. that guys that have a rating of uh, forty seven and fifty seven <laughs> on our offensive line, and then Ooh. the guy from Alabama, he just getting. I'm telling you what, he just getting flat out less than every night he go out there. I mean, hmm. they giving it to him. But he got he get the he get their best, you know, Bozum, whatever the best TJ Watts, whatever team's best pass rusher, that's who oh. so he to stay on his back. Yeah, so he he he's catching it. I saw uh today where they practiced him at left yard, left tackle and right tackle, so they decided to try to move him around. I guess try to get a little heat, take a little heat off of it. You know, so he wouldn't uh, be giving some more, uh, you know, uh, I guess, be uh, giving uh, some more. The rhythm, uh, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It, it, it let him feel like he's not fighting a losing battle. Because right now, it's pretty tough. Okay. All right. All right, but, uh, that's it. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for calling uh, in. All right. Uh, okay. Thank you. All right. You be blessed. Thank Bye you, now. dog. <laughs> Our resident Raiders fan. All right. He call in, win or lose. That's why I love him. That's a fan right there. No matter if you win or lose. Hey, you ain't going to win them all. But as long as you put forth a good effort, yeah, that sounds good. As a matter of fact, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it right there because we just gonna, boy, I'm gonna have to get my mind right when we talk about this next game. So, uh, tell you what, we are gonna go ahead and put a pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get ready for these wonderful lyrics that I know are coming. I might need her to get me something to help me get through it, but it's all right. But we'll be right back after this break, and you know what time? You know, it'll be time. It'll be time. For the baddest lady in the land, when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda Sears will be up right after the break. The ladies, of course, the dynamic duo is out. Hey, Lou, he's safe. We'll be right back. Like this. 
That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Little Tony Braxton for you there. Yes, the birthday girl. How many ways? Well, how many ways can this lady here show us her talent? Well, it's it, it, too many to count, but this is going to be another one. Oh, yeah. It's time. It is time. 
for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. I'm a little worried tonight, y'all. Let me brace myself. <laughs> but hey, look, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. Well, week four is completed, and two of our teams were defeated. The Phantoms went down in flames against Washington, who caused them shame. It was 34 to 30, and they didn't play dirty. There were so many upsets this week, and some of those teams reached their peak. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 28 to 21. We were a little sluggish when we begun. Garoppolo left the game with an injured calf. So he only played to the half. We tied at halftime but pulled away in the third, showing the 49ers that the winning lines are not blurred. Trey Lance took over for Garoppolo and did his best. But the Seahawks continued to press. Collins, Midcalf, Wilson, and Swan scored to keep the Seahawks ahead and on board. Wilson was 16 of 23, two touchdowns and 149 yards. And those 49ers took the loss a little hard. We were not favored to win, but we showed the naysayers that we have tough skin. I wasn't trying to slaughter y'all. I wasn't trying to go. We're in the same division, girl. I was a little worried about everybody right about now. That includes y'all, too. Because that little Trey, Trey Lance is going to get it together. You know what I mean? I just feel it. I feel it. Hey, look, I thought we were going to be on a roll. We had that open, um, what was it, 76-yard. He, he threw to Debo uh, Samuel, wide open on the right uh-huh. side. He just ran it in. Nobody was over there. I was like, okay, we might have a chance here. But, um... Yeah, it was. Uh, we are, we are hurting on the defensive side of the ball. It's it's just that simple. Um, our secondary. On the is, offense, you saying on the offensive side right now, right? No, the defensive side of the ball. Well, you have always been good defensively. So y'all, is, is it because they're injured, or is some of you guys are injured, or what? Yeah, I don't know. It's injury. It's new players. Um, our front seven is still the same, but we we have we have problems with mobile quarterbacks. Let's just keep it real. Forty nine fans, we know this. Russell Wilson gives us trouble. Kyler Murray gives us trouble. Um, we have problems with mobile quarterbacks. I think it was evident in that touchdown throw that Russell Wilson did to the. Um, to the to the wide receiver right there in the corner, there were two forty nine ers right there, like like literally the ball threw it right in the pocket. I mean, perfect throw, and uh, Russell Wilson should have been sacked. I mean, the man had his hands on him, but we just we have trouble bringing bringing him down. Um, so our secondary is is not uh, as 
stellar as I would like for it to be. Let's keep it real. It's not as um, potent as the Cardinals or the Rams defense. Um, and our offense is, right now, I think we're just inconsistent. Trey Lance, everybody's saying Trey Lance is going to be the future, and, you know, should he have started? I hope you see now why I was not a fan of Trey Lance being um, in starting lineup this season. Does he have flashes? Does he have the potential? Does he have the capability? Absolutely. Oh, he is going to be fun and a force to be reckoned with. But I, I don't right. even know what it is. I don't think the game is too fast for him. I don't think that. I, I just think he can't read defense yet, honestly. And uh, when he's good, he's great. But when he's bad, it's like, ooh, yeah, you're not ready, bro. <laughs> It's obvious, you know. He's just not ready. But, but and, don't you think, TJ, though, if he stay out there long enough, that uh, it, he'll get a flow, he'll get a go, you know, be get it the flow and get the going. You don't think so? Of course. I mean, experience is everybody's best teacher. Um, but you know, you have to be, I think, mentally and and just physically prepared coming in to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. NFL is fast. It, it's it's uh-huh. what twenty. In college, and he only played like seven games in college, maybe twelve. Not like seven. So he doesn't have a lot of experience behind center, right. whether it's college or or NFL. So um, I, I really I was hoping that Jimmy could stay healthy this year and give him a full year to be able to just sit and learn. No, he's not going to learn without being in the game. I understand that, but I don't know. It, he's just not ready. He's not. Could he be ready for the season? Absolutely. But then will we be out of the out of the playoff race? So really, I mean, what what, what did we accomplish? Just getting him some reps? I mean, come on. Um, it, I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm just disappointed in the fact that the injury bug still keeps biting us, and it bites us hard, and it bites us um, just with the wrong player. Well, like we lose key players. So, um, but uh, you know, shout out to the, to the Seahawks. They came to Levi's. They took care of business. They did what they needed to do. Uh, I mean, because you know, we we struck first. I think what we scored, we we had scored seven by the time I got to the sports bar, and the game started at four five. I got there like four fifteen, so four ten maybe. I don't know. But um, so we struck first, but we just our defense. Is black. Yeah, we started really slow. We started slow. We were looking kind of crazy there. You know, a little bit. You know, a little sluggish. Wouldn't you say we was a little sluggish? Yeah, I mean, we, but, I mean, once y'all started rolling, like I said, once Russell would pocket a little bit and make things happen, um, we just couldn't contain him. Mm-hmm. We contain him. And um, our office just, you know, we weren't putting points on the board. Um, so, DJ King, he said, thank you. Lance is not ready. It's going to take time. End of the season, maybe. Yeah. I Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I, you know, I just don't want it to be too late because we do have talent. We definitely have talent. But Kittle, he's suffering. Um, he, he's he's struggling through an injury. I think it's a leg injury. Um, all uh-huh. of our running backs. I mean, we we can't keep a consistent running back rotation to save our lives. Never know who's going to start there. Uh, Debo, he's good, but he's a little inconsistent. Cause he's dropping passes or causing fumbles. Um, our fullback is probably our main. 
security uh, blanket. He's the most consistent. Uh, Sermon uh-huh. is good. Sermon is good for for uh, Lance. They they built up a, a pretty good chemistry there. So, um, like I said, we have the talent. It's just a matter of putting all the pieces, and uh, we don't have a lot of time to play with. Right. So can't lose the games in your division. So, and we got the Cardinals coming up next. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But you know, like I said, tip my hat to the Seahawks. Y'all y'all came in there, hit us in the mouth. Uh, I honestly don't think that the game was as close as the score indicates. Not twenty-eight one, but I, you know, yeah, we scored that last touchdown, but the momentum it was already in, you know, with the Seahawks. So. Y'all hung, y'all hung in there though, you know what I mean? And like I say, you had the rookie quarterback too. I mean, I just think the more he play, I feel like that he's going to get better. Mhm. Yeah. Me, you know. Definitely, he definitely will, but it's just he's just not ready right now. When you look at um, uh, who who could we Mac Jones like I guess it's a good one. Um, Justin Herbert look at Justin, look how Justin Herbert came in and kind of took over the league last year. Uh, you would never thought he was a rookie the way he played. I mean he was thrown into the fire. Um, so you know he just he doesn't have that instinct yet. Is it coming? Will he get there? Of course I do believe that. Um, just he doesn't have it right now. So it's a little heartening because, you know, our division is tough. And I don't know. Like I said, I'm week four. I'm not as hyped as I was week one. Put it like that. But Jimmy, you know what I'm <laughs> out into this week. Um, we have our bye. So it kind of gets kind of good that we have our bye early. I, I wasn't too happy about that when the, when the schedule first came out. But maybe this will play to our favor. So, and um, the thing with with Garoppolo is they feel like someone stepped on his thigh. So that's the confusion that he has. So you can only imagine someone with cleats, you know, coming full force, um, you know, into your skin. That's going to take a while to to, to heal from. So, so you think but they he's did, not out. Do they think they they did it intentionally, Keith? No, no, I don't think it's I don't think it was it's football, you know. If anything, maybe he'll he'll learn to uh, stop, drop, and roll a little bit quicker, or pop up a little bit quicker. You know? <laughs> In the words of Ludacris, move, get out the way. <laughs> oh boy, get out the way. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, shout out! Oh, don't, don't want to overlook them. The ladies aren't here tonight, but uh, Falcons did fall to Washington. How did this happen? The Falcons had a lead. I, like I said, I left in the third quarter so I could get to the to the to the sports bar to watch my game. I get to the bar and the Falcons fans are just throwing things. Cars yeah, they're the parking lot. I'm like, what is going on here? And came <laughs> back. 34 30. Go Falcons. What, what is it with the Falcons, St. Hey, Louis? I, I don't just, know what to say about the Falcons. I didn't want, uh, you notice know, I only wrote four lines about them. I, don't wanna, I didn't know the girls was not going to be here and I didn't want to just tear them down. But we're going to keep hope alive. Are we going to keep hope alive for them or we going to keep hope alive? Yeah, we going I mean, it's only week four now. A lot of can happen. A lot of things can, can turn around. And uh, <laughs> King Arthur says Matt Ryan. Matt, I mean, but Matt, he he he, he does what he needs to do. Uh, four touchdowns, twenty-five or forty-two, two hundred eighty-three yards. Uh, let me tell you one thing, and I must tip my hat and give kudos with that Cordell Cordell Patterson. That boy is truth. Highlight a keynote, a bright spot. 
for the Falcons. I mean, every time you turn around, he was in the end zone. So, uh, you know, Falcons, they have some hope. And I don't even hear them talk about, um, uh, well, who is the running back? I don't even know who the running back is. But, um, you know, Ridley, he, he has some, don't really hear his, his name that much. He has seven receptions for 80 yards. But Cordell Patterson, oh, yeah. Falcons can hang that hat on him. He is he's good. And, you know, Matt Ryan, he's, he's getting him the ball. So that's the only one he seems to be able to get it to. But, um, yeah, Falcons. <laughs> Hell to watch. 30 to 34. I said, ooh, we got to be more careful. But I was thinking, though, St. Lou, we did it, Washington. <laughs> you know, this is a bye week for us, TJ. I think I'm on, we on a bye. Are you? Yep, I think so. Ah. I think, but I could be wrong. Let me double check. No, we're not. We're playing the no, Rams. No, no, y'all play tomorrow. Yeah, we play the Rams. It's that yeah. Thursday night game. So I was getting all excited. I was getting all excited. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no bye week until next week. Okay. Yeah, until next week. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. So that is your week four recap of the NFL. Uh, let's see here. A couple NFL news and notes. Oh, let's talk about it. Um, Aunt Lou, have you heard the lineup for Super Bowl 53? What are we, Super Bowl 53? No, 50, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm all ahead. No, 51. No, what is this? This is 56. What am I talking about? B1. Yeah, Super Bowl 56. Anyway, the upcoming Super Bowl, February the 13th, <laughs> the um, halftime entertainment. Have you heard who is going to be in the lineup, Aunt Lou? No, I haven't heard. Well, you know you're going to have to tell me. You know you got to tell me. Ooh, wee. I wish I had the song to play, but I'm just going to have to sing it to you. Bear with me. la da 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 It's the number one of D.O.T. Super <laughs> and, and we're talking to the uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Who? Marshall Mathers, aka Eminem. Kendrick Lamar. I don't know what Kendrick Lamar sings, but I know he has some good songs. And all I really want is to be happy, find a love, um, real love. I'm talking about the real Mary J. Blige. What? Are they you did that. serious? NFL did that. It's that. Yes. <coughs> Dr. I can't, I can't believe it, TJ. They got all those people. What? Talk about a hip-hop festivity for the festivities of the festival station. That's a word. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, so shout out to Jay-Z and Rock Nation uh, for making that happen. Pepsi, NFL, uh, whoever, do you, you know, whoever else they want to put in that. But, yes, Jay-Z, Rock Nation, they pulled off a phenomenal lineup. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. Only thing yeah. I'm mad about that the Super Bowl halftime is probably on, only going to be 22 minutes. This, That's they need it. 
I'm going to need at least 37. <laughs> but all those people, you think they would give you more. You know what I mean? No, it's going to be snippets. But I cannot wait to see what they come at, come up with as far as the stage, the illusions, of the props. Um, man, I'm so excited. I, I, exactly, King Arthur. They need at least one hour. I'm telling you, if I cannot be at SoFi Stadium this Super Bowl, this might be the first Super Bowl I watch at home because I won't be able to see everything. I don't want no music playing. I don't want nobody talking. I want to be able to hear and see everything. Oh, so, you're going to record it, TJ. You're going to record it. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to because you know I ain't going to be home. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way I will be at home on Super Bowl Sunday. But, you know, you don't know. But, uh, but uh, my goal is to be at SoFi. That is, that is the goal. I would love to be at SoFi Stadium. So, man, yeah, I'm going to have to record this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot yeah. wait for this. I don't even care who who who's in the game. That, you do, you just you, you like to you just like the performance, the entertainment. Yes. yes. I cannot mm-hmm. wait for that one. Three four seven eight six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Couple quick news and notes um, for football here. Um, running back LaShawn McCoy, he's going to sign a one-day deal with the Eagles so that he can retire as an Eagle. Um, he's retiring after 12 seasons. For the Bears, running back David Montgomery, he's set to miss four to five weeks. He has a knee frame. For the Kansas City Gordon, he has been promoted to the team's active roster, and they are saying he is likely to play this week against the Bills. Um, for the Falcons, cornerback Isaiah Oliver, he is out for the season. Um, he injured me on Sunday and will need surgery. For my 49ers, we have signed kicker Joey Sly. Um, Robbie Gould, our premier kicker, um, is on IR. Sly was just released by the Texans after appearing in three games. We've only had four games, and now he's gone. So that tells you how, how whatever commodity he was. Um, let's see. For the Patriots, they have released cornerback uh, Stephon Gilmore. They're saying that the two sides cannot agree on a restructured contract. Gilmore is currently sidelined with a quad injury, but, um, you know, the two sides could not come, come to an agreement on that contract extension, so they have released him. And the team is nearing a deal, the Patriots, they're nearing a deal with linebacker Jamie Collins. Uh, Jamie Collins Sr., this will be his third stint with the Patriots if they are able to bring him back. Uh, for the Cowboys, they are releasing linebacker Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith led the team in tackles last season. This goes to show you how how small um, of a reign you have. You could be the man on top one season, and you could be the last man on the total pole the very next. But they're saying that um, uh, Micah, uh, I his last name, uh, but their rookie that they drafted this year, the Cowboys, and then two of their other linebackers are stepping up. So Jalen Smith. He is last man out. Um, the team is still on the hook for his $7.2 million base salary, but they do said the $9.2 million salary for 2022. And Smith, coming into the league, he, um, coming out of college, he did miss the full 2016 NFL season. Um, he suffered a knee injury. Uh, for the Saints, running back Tony Jones Jr., he's to miss some time. He's expected to be out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. All right. 
that is your NFL news and notes for tonight. And uh, real quick before we do get to our um, picks, um, just wanted to give an update because in the NBA preseason has started. Um, they are talking about the um, Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. We were talking about this last week that, um, you know, a couple of uh, star key players, you know, were saying that they did not want to take the vaccination. Um, it was their decision, you know, personal decision. They weren't going to disclose. Well, Andrew Wiggins, he has now since last week, he has decided to take the uh, vaccination. So now the uh, main vocal um, athlete or NBA athlete is still Kyrie Irving. The thing, um, I think the question really that I, I want to pose tonight, um, A. Lou, because uh, right now it's unclear on Kyrie Irving's vaccination intention. Um, they're saying that he may miss home practices and games for the foreseeable future. Now, Kyrie Irving, if he is not playing at home games for the Brooklyn Nets, he will be losing um, checks approximately $300,000 for every home game missed. Now, the thing is, with New York and with California, they have been mandated for any that lives in those states cannot participate in home games because they can't participate in inside arenas if they're not vaccinated. However, they can go on the road and play. Okay. Uh, hey, Lou, I just real real quick, um, what are your thoughts on that logic? I mean, do you agree that, okay, just because the state's mandate that they can't play, then they should be able to play on the road? Or, I mean, if it's like if you can't play in one, then why should you be able to play in the other? What do you think about that? Well, because the state, it depends on what the state, you know, because our state is kind of crazy. I think California's a little crazy with what they're doing out here. But, uh, so... I think everybody have different rules, you know what I mean? Because when I went to uh, Philly, girl, we, we didn't have to wear a mask, you know, and uh, and they, you know, and but we come back here, you got to wear a mask and va- get vaccinated or you lose your job. So it's just, they just got different rules, and I guess if they allow them, I guess the guys are going to go and do it, you know. I just, because uh, it, it, it's not, they're not consistent across the board, you know what I mean? Right, right. And, I mean, I guess, you know, you could kind of equate it to, you know, different states have different tax laws. So if you play in one state, you know, you might get taxed 12%. You stay in another state, you might not have taxes. Um, Thank you. So it's like, yeah, I definitely understand how everything is not, um, it's just like it's not neutral, it's not a, a set um, standard across the board. But, man, I don't know. But right. I guess the fact that they have the opportunity to play on the road, it's just how is that going to be as far as consistency? Because you can't practice. Well, I mean, you know, if you can't play at home, that means you can't practice. I mean, you can't go to any practices. So basically you're uh-huh. just practicing on the road and playing on the road. Right. And playing know. on the Yeah. And, and they, probably, they probably do it in their own personal practice, though, so, you know, individual probably. thing, you know, yeah, doing something like that. But uh, I just think, I think they need to be consistent. You know, it will be nice if they're more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but then for you to you know, it's an end like I told you, it's an individual thing. You know, with them getting vaccinated. But my thing is, if they're testing with COVID, if they testing and they coming back negative, then it's like you know, and they, and they constantly testing when they supposed to. I mean, then let them play. You know, but they're not gonna do that. You know, whereas some places will. You know, and others won't. 
Okay. I knew you were. I knew you were. Let's see. Why are you going? Okay. Um, no, I'm going. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and what you got? Who you got, TJ? I don't know. I think I'm I'm going with the Rams. I got to go with my first nine. I'm, I'm picking the Rams defense over your offense. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Terry's going with the Seahawks as well, though. All right. So we got the uh, Sunday games. Here we go. Death at Falcons in London. Sorry. So you say you got you you got the Rams and Terry got who? Seahawks. Okay. All right. All right. And then the next is Jackson and the Falcons. You said. Yes, in London. Okay. <laughs> Girl, that's gonna be hard. I don't even know because they both got the same score. <laughs> I'm gonna go Jets. Yes. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Falcons one more time. Okay, you do that, TJ. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Falcons one last time. All right, we got the Lions at the Vikings. What does Terry got? Falcons? Oh, the Falcons. Falcons, I'm sorry. Okay. Lions and the Vikings, I'm going Vikings. Okay, that's a clean sweep. We all rolling with the Vikings. Then we have Saints at Washington. Saints, I'm going with the Saints. All right, that's another clean sweep. We all rolling with the Saints. Well, the three of us. Um, we got the okay. Patriots at the Texans. Texans. Let's see where I'm at the Texans. I said they both, they're kind of bad. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Patriots. Okay. That's a, we all rolling with the Patriots. Uh, Bucks. Okay. We're all rolling with the Bucks. We have the Packers at the Bengals. Oh, Lord. So that's going to be a hard one, girl. Well, you know, I'm going to go with the Bengals because somebody's seeing the Packers. What you going to do? Okay, you picking the Bengals? I'm going to go with the Packers. I'll go with the Packers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all rolling with the Packers. All right, this would be a good one. The Broncos at the Steelers. Ooh, I'm going Broncos. Broncos. Steelers just say they done let me down so many times. I, I got to go with the Broncos, too. I just don't know who, who's going with, uh, who's playing for the Steelers in defense. Okay, we have the Eagles at the Packers. What Terry has? Packers. All three of us, Broncos? Yes, all three of us Broncos, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Packers? No, I'm sorry, Panthers, Panthers. Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. Okay. So you and I are going with the Panthers. Terry's going with the Eagles. We have the Titans at the Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to go Titans. Okay, we're all going three with the Titans. We have the Browns at the Chargers. This should be a good one. Uh, Chargers. Okay, we're all three going with the Chargers. We got the Bears at the Raiders. Raiders. All right. We're all three with the Raiders. Then we have another divisional, 49ers at the Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, I'm trying to win. I ain't going to lie to you. And my defense just has not shown me anything. I hope I, I hope this is an upset for me, but we all three going with the Cardinals. All right. Okay. We got the divisional, Giants at the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. Okay, we're all three going with the Cowboys. This is the Sunday night matchup. It's going to be a good one. Bills at the Chiefs. Bills at the Chiefs, and that's going to be a good one. But I'm, I think I'm going to go with the, the Bills. The Bills, okay. You and I are going with the Bills. Terry's going with the Chiefs. Monday night. Ravens. All right, we're all three going with the Ravens. That's a wrap, ain't Lou. Time for your shout-out. 
My shout-outs, I just want to give a shout-out to you for holding it down until I got here, and I apologize again for not texting you. And um, just tell you that I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. You're just a trooper. You know that, girl. God is getting ready to bless you out of your socks. I don't even know if you wear socks. And I want to give a shout-out to Jonelle, Jonelle and, and Miss Terry and tell them that I love them and I miss them tonight. I hope y'all didn't not show because y'all lost. But I'm just going to uh, toss it. I'm going to say y'all didn't. But um, I just, I'm just so thankful. I don't think there's no birthdays coming up uh, by the tent. I don't have my, my thing with me. But anyway, that's all I want to say. I love you, baby. All right, <laughs> and I love you right back, Angelo. I do. Thank you so much. We'll be back next that time, next back station, 8 p.m. Wednesday night. Amen. All right. I love you. Talk to you then. <laughs> Bye now. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. It was the dynamic duo in the house. If you missed the introduction, I'm telling you, that was the, that was the show right there. Ain't Lou did that. I gave her a layup, and she just dunked it, both hands, strong. Okay. So make sure you catch that on the uh, podcast. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for the show tonight. we got to give some birthday shout-outs here. Uh, where is it? Um, yes, I said as I, um, we were celebrating birthdays. Tony Braxton turns 54 on October the 7th, and CeCe Winans turns 57 on October the 8th, all right? Happy birthdays to Elizabeth Shue. She turns 57. LeBron James Jr. turns 16, and Trevor Lawrence turns 21 today. Oh, um, I did have a um, Wednesday Wikipedia for you. I'm sorry, 1985, Joe Montana of my San Francisco 49ers. You have to say this. He set an NFL record with 57 pass attempts. He threw for five touchdowns and 429 yards. That is your Wednesday Wikipedia for October the 6th. All right. All right. So, of course, a great big shout-out to Marlon, Silicon Valley. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout-out to Marvin and Harold Chambers, the Chambers Brothers. Love you, fellas. Shout-out to, of course, Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She didn't hit me too bad. She didn't give me an uppercut and a body blow. Ah, thank you, Aunt Lou. Because you saw us. I was ready for it, though. I was prepared. <laughs> But she did that, so make sure you catch Lucinda's lyrics on the podcast as well. Shout out to Terry and Janelle. Not able to make the show tonight, but they are always here in spirit and in love. So, ladies, I love you, and um, thank you all so much for everything you do for the show. I have to give a early birthday shout-out. I'm going to give another birthday shout-out next week because by then it will have passed. But right now I'm giving an early birthday shout-out, October 12th. It is my um well, I'm the left side. He's the right side of my mama's heart. It's the first original dynamic duo. My brother, D'Angelo Jackson, he will be celebrating his birthday October the 12th. So, again, I'll be shouting him out on next Wednesday as well. Why? Because I can do that. Happy birthday, early birthday, brother. Love you. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson. Shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. My daddy always sends me a, a, a shout out text right before the show. You just don't know how much that just motivates me and makes me smile so a shout out to my daddy and my brother i love you fellas and last but by no means least to my mom miss denise green for everything you do for me for ll sports too um just for your kids in general you are always there lifting us up supporting us um our number one cheerleaders in anything we do our ride or die 
You know, when we rise, you know, you're there. When we fall, we're there to help pick us up. So I love you. I thank you. I appreciate you. I adore you, Denise Green. All right, y'all. That is going to do it for the show tonight. We will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 347-826-7924. All right, y'all. That leaves us time with only one more thing, which is TJ's motivational moment. Um, You know, everybody goes through things, okay, in everyday life. And as I always tell you, I try to be transparent, um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, just things, reflection, whatever it is, you know, that may be going on in my life as well. And past couple of weeks been, you know, kind of hard for your girl or whatever, you know, just with job, nothing, nothing major, and just everything that life brings with, brings to you. But when you hear or when you see things and it just kind of puts it in perspective and it's just like, ah, that was the right thing I needed to hear at the right time. So I always like to share it with you when it inspires me. So this is TJ's motivational moment, the inspiration. It is hard to remain confident and faithful to God when things are not going well in our lives. Why would God want us to suffer so much if he loves us? I ask all devotees of Christ this question. Is not every day that we are allowed to witness God's creation a blessing? There will be hardships, pain, suffering, and death. But has God not shown us the path to salvation? God is with us the entire time. Let me repeat that. God is with us the entire time. It is our perceptions that have changed, not God. He has given us more, more than we deserve. Remember this, and every day, all things are a blessing from God. The prayer, our character and faith is tested when we are at our lowest point. These moments are good reflection of the strength of our faith. When you were at your lowest, how did you respond? With despair or trust? I'm telling you, mindset is everything. Life is going to beat you down. It's going to get you down. You're going to go through your ups and downs, your trials, tribulations, and whatever it is that life throws. But it's how we respond. It's our perception and how we perceive life and what we, what we see and what we know life can be. So, again, how do you respond when you are at your lowest? Is it despair or trust? Trust in God is what is always going to get us through. So I'll leave you with these two quotes tonight because I couldn't decide which one. First, you must find the place inside yourself where nothing is impossible. With God behind you, over you, people praying for you, there is nothing impossible that you cannot obtain and achieve. And also, God has a purpose for your pain, a reason for your struggles, and a reward for your faithfulness. Do not give up. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until we meet again, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.